listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire, where you and I are in history, where we are right now in history. Since the beginning of when time began with Adam and Eve, the fall of man, Adam and Eve disobeying the word of God, eating from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, because a supernatural being, Satan or Lucifer, indwelt the serpent of old and seduced them. He used what the Bible refers to as the wiles, the strategies, the schemes, the craftiness of the devil. But it's not just human craftiness. We all know human people that are manipulators. They're schemers, they're plotters, they're con men or con women. Uh, Politics is is jam-packed in America and around the world with people at the highest echelons of society who are crooks, who are deceitful. Well, that's just a, a preview of what Lucifer or Satan is about. And what makes Lucifer or Satan so dangerous is that Lucifer is empowered supernaturally to go about seeking whom he may. He can't, he doesn't have an open door to to destroy, kill, rob, and steal anyone, any family, any individual individual he chooses. For example, you listening to me right now, Paul McGuire on the Paul McGuire Report. If you are attempting to live for Jesus Christ, who is the only Lord and Savior, the Messiah, Yeshua, who was prophesied to come to the earth in the Old Testament, and the fulfillment of that prophecy is in the New Testament in the book of Revelation, when Jesus Christ returns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords at the second coming, and then he will smash, obliterate, destroy Lucifer or Satan, the angelic, the fallen angel armies, the demonic armies of various rankings, all the men and women, the powerful people on the earth. Notice when you read the book of Revelation how it talks about that the mighty men and the mighty women are are condemned because these super wealthy, super powerful men and women and and globalist elite families, they worship a false god, fundamentally. And, And whether they made the deal openly using their words, I'm talking about when the when the transaction came, when when the sale was about to be closed. You understand what I'm talking about, right? When the sale was about to be closed, when the deal was about to be closed. These people received a massive infusion of wealth and power with the assistance of fallen angel armies and the supernatural power of Satan and Lucifer. And you read about them in the, in the book of Revelation, and they are accused by the word of God. They're accused of fornicating or engaged in illicit sexual intercourse. And this is far more than just sexual intercourse. This is a spiritual 
psychological, supernatural, and sexual intercourse. And it's transformed into a, a massive supernatural magnet uh, pulling men and women for thousands of years into delusion, deception, lies, false teaching, false prophets. And always, always, there's a contingency that if you are willing to make a deal with the devil, and the devil is very real, if you're willing to make a deal with the devil, in other words, let's just say it for what it is, if you're willing to sell your soul to the devil, and whether that's an actual, articulate, verbal agreement, or it's just some inner thing that you know what you're doing in your heart of hearts. You may not be saying it with your lips. You may not be writing it down on a piece of paper and signing it. You, you may not, you know, have a contract in your hand. But even if it's just a, a passing thought, or if it's a feeling that you, you yield to, I'm not talking about the momentary uh, or sometimes the continual battle uh, with temptation. I'm not talking about that. This is way beyond that. This is one way or another, deep in your inner man or inner woman, you have chosen to reach out and give yourself over to Lucifer, the shining one, or Satan, the father of lies. and. He tempts you, and, and he will come out and say it verbally or with words, or it can be done very subtly. How many of you listening to, to me now have been in business meetings of various kinds? I have, because I've, and many of you have, because I've, my, my job experience, my work experience has been very diverse. I mean, essentially media companies and things of that nature, but a very diverse spectrum, experiencing uh, many different types of uh, business ventures. And, and sometimes it's what you say and what you agree to, but more often than not, a deal isn't even called a deal. It's simply inferred, and it's expected that you have the ability to read between the lines. And so there's no actual mention of your evil plan or your, your dark plot. There's no actual mention of it. It's, it's in the background. It's kind of like a drive-by agreement. And then the key thing is that um, you agree. You give yourself over to a bargain with the devil. You sell your soul to the devil. How many of you have seen that clip? It's terrifying. Of uh, Bob Dylan. M many of you may not know who Bob Dylan is. I don't even know if he's still alive. I think he's still alive. Bob Dylan was huge rock and roll folk singer. That I mean, he, he was a male singer, and you know, super superstar. Okay, in his time. And I believe it was a 60 Minutes interview. He talked about a national television. This was decades ago. He talked about 
selling his soul to the devil. Now, the words that he used were, were, were tinged with a kind of subtlety. But everybody that was watching that, that show, that TV show that night, I would venture to say 99% of the people watching knew what he was talking about, and they knew what deal he made and with whom he made the deal, Satan or Lucifer, and that this was all about him selling his soul to Satan in return for becoming a super, super, superstar in the music business, being one of the best-selling music artists in, in human history and fame and wealth and all kinds of things. And, and it wasn't so much what Bob Dylan said in that interview. It was, it was the look in his eyes. And when you read his eyes, they communicated unmistakably that there was a man right in front of you, you could see him on TV. There was a man who chose to sell his soul to the evil one. And he knew what he was doing. And you could see in his eyes uh, a regret, uh, a sadness that, that I have no words to, to, to use to describe the sadness and the regret that was in his eyes. Because <clears throat> what his eyes communicated was that <clears throat> what he had done was so awful and so terrible that he, he shuddered and we watching, millions of us shuddered to even think about what he did. And then he implied that it wasn't just him, that he knew of others, not just in the music industry and in entertainment industry, but in many industries, et cetera, et cetera, who also, the secret to their success and their prominence was the fact that they sold their soul to the devil. And this is depicted in the book of Revelation. It's depicted throughout the Bible. And it's a reality. I'm not saying everybody who is successful is successful because they sold their soul to the devil. I'm not saying that by any means whatsoever. But you can do that. Now, if you choose to do that, and this, this was like in his, it was a sermon in his eyes. If you choose to do that, the price is you, you lose your soul for all eternity. You're separated from the true God. You're separated from heaven for all eternity. Because you sold your soul, you sold out to, to a momentary, temporal uh, deal with the devil. So, what's happening in our world today, in America and around the world, you ask yourself, how did America get into this nightmare zone that we're in? And, and if you can't see it with your eyes, that we're in a nightmare zone of a reality that is so far beyond anything any of us ever expected, and yet we're right smack dab in the middle of it, and it's playing out in our lifetime. It's Bible prophecy being fulfilled because, unlike Satan, Jesus Christ is the truth. What he, what he says is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And the spirit of prophecy. And God talks about a time, and we're in that time, a nightmare zone time, where <clears throat> all the forces of evil, the devil, Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet, the mark of the beast, 666, <clears throat> and all the people 
who, who joined this global reset, this rebranded new world order, uh, which is really another way of saying a one world religion, a one world economic system, and a one world government. That is rising, just like the Bible predicted it would. And so we're in this nightmare zone. Millions, perhaps billions of people are being groomed, they're being prepared, they're being cultivated to receive what the Bible refers to in the book of Revelation as the mark of the beast, 666, which is a technological or biological nanochip or microscopic chip implant, very possibly merged with uh, an altered DNA structure or, or genetic code. And what you get for that, you sell your soul. When you get the mark of the beast, it, that is an official ceremony where, where it will be very clear with words, perhaps a contract, a digital contract. There, there will be, it won't be an inference. It won't be subtle. People will be lined up and they, and they will know exactly what they're doing. They will receive a promise that they can be part of this Luciferian world system, this global reset, and they can participate in the, you know, food and medical and whatever. But they they will know that the price tag it, it will be communicated to them very lucidly. The price tag is that they must renounce Jesus Christ as God, renounce Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I don't want to get into the theological debate because I won't even tread there, and neither should you. My fear of God, I'm not, I'm not, not perfect. I'm not a saint I never cl- claim to be. I'm saved by grace and the blood of Jesus, and I put my faith in the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse me of all sin. I'm not trying to perform my way through goodness and good works as, as a mechanism for getting into heaven, because that's a mechanism for I guarantee you getting into hell. Nobody can live up to the law of God. It requires 100% holiness, righteousness, purity. There can be no defilement, not even on a microscopic level, not even on a genetic DNA, submolecular level. There can be no defilement whatsoever. You have to be 100% pure and holy to enter heaven. And if, if that's your, your end game strategy, is to live a sinful life and then, you know, think God's going to forgive you of everything. God will forgive you of everything. But not if you if your heart is in the mode of where you're going to manipulate God. So billions of people are going to line up and they're going to sell their soul. And they're going to sell their soul in return for receiving the mark of the beast, 666. And this, we just went through a, a global, speaking of global reset, or a great reset. We just went through a global uh, trial, a gr- global test run of of what this Luciferian antichrist false prophet system, where people renounce Jesus Christ as God and choose with an act of their will to to worship Lucifer. Or Satan as God and to worship the Antichrist as God. 
And when they sell their soul, and it's only when they sell their soul to the devil, which is described in the book of Revelation, when they sell their soul to the devil, they cannot get into heaven, and they will be lost forever. Now, our modern world, our contemporary society, bristles at anyone who dares, dares to bring up the truth. And that's why most churches don't even come near uh, the speaking of the truth. They'll talk about anything else, but they won't talk about the truth. And as I'm sitting in the studio, and I've been seeking the Lord, and I don't want to portray myself as some super saint, I'm just like you and me, we're saved by grace, but I've been seeking the Lord on behalf of myself, my family, on behalf of you, on behalf of our nation, what's happening in our nation, the things that are happening in our nation in terms of the horror, the obscenity, the the defilement, how we've allowed uh, the defilement of our young children, sons and daughters, um, through apathy, through slothfulness, through this laissez-faire, anything-goes attitude, we've turned a blind eye to what they're being indoctrinated into in the school systems beginning in first grade, or potential anatomical changes that they could sign up for. And we pretend it isn't happening, but, but you know it's happening, and I know it's happening. And there are hundreds of millions of children that are growing up in a world where the once, I'm not talking about a self-righteous religious center, I'm talking about the once somewhat moral center of America, somewhat to whatever degree based on God's word. Things like, I was thinking about the Ten Commandments the other day. And, you know, if you ask the average Christian what the Ten Commandments are and were, they probably wouldn't know all of them, or they'd have to struggle. Because we, collectively, that's you and me, as a society, we allowed, when I was a kid, the Ten Commandments were posted in the public schools of New York City. And then they were ripped down. The, the Ten Commandments of God were looked upon uh, by our society as if the Ten Commandments were uh, obscene pictures or whatever. And our society began to despise the Word of God. And Christians and Americans were indifferent. So we've arrived in this nightmare zone, not by accident, but by a willful choice. Now, in a moment, we're going to come back and I'm going to show you from the Word of God where this will mathematically take us. When I say mathematically take us, when you research the topic we're discussing, when you analyze it, when you look at the available data and projections and compare and contrast what's happening in America today with what happened to ancient Rome and other empires that were destroyed, not from without, but they were destroyed from within, uh, you see that we're a short-lived empire. 
But the difference is, is that America, no matter what churches scream, and the media screams, and our institutions scream, and our revised revisionist history screams, no matter what they scream, the historical truth is that this nation, America, was founded by strong Bible-believing Christians, the Pilgrims and Puritans. And I, I, I totally understand people having concern and their consciences, uh, conscience torn when we bring up the subject of uh, Native Americans and the, the Indians. But, you know, when you look at that historical horror and tragedy and shame, you need to look at it in historical accuracy. You don't look at it and make a mythological uh, analysis of it. You see, when America was founded, and I, I, I expose this in my books, like Power from on High and The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World and A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and my other books, all at a super discount now at paulmcguire.us. I tell the truth of what really happened. You know, I don't have the time to explain uh, everything that I've done in my life, and, and nor would you want to hear it, I'm sure. But by God's divine plan, um, when I first came to Hollywood to produce feature films like Road Warrior type films, you know, low budget sci fi films, and I produced uh, two of them and promoted a bunch of uh, feature films. One film that I was responsible for doing all the publicity and promotion on was a film, an Academy Award nominated feature film called Windwalker. And Windwalker uh, tells the, the true story of, of the Native Americans and the Indians and what happened to them. And, and as I take you back into history briefly so we can gather that truth once again of the Pilgrims and Puritans, but also incorporate the truth of the Indians and give you an apologetic or an, a Christian biblical worldview answer as to why that happened. Because the propaganda and the lies that your children are, are receiving, that the media feeds you, is just one lie packed on top of another. It's an artificial reality designed, designed to destroy America from within. It's a Trojan horse. Revisionist history, taking truth and, and putting it into a juice blender and, you know, smashing your hand down on the fast button, uh, you, you garble, I don't even know if garbling is the word, you garble the truth with lies until you can't even distinguish the difference between truth and lies. And I'm going to show you what really happened, the historical truth. Just a moment. You're listening to Paul McGuire. This is the Paul McGuire Report. Truth. If you haven't seen that speech, I don't normally tell people to, to watch speeches, but this was a turning point speech uh, given by the uh, Fox, Fox's uh, biggest, Fox News' biggest 
talk show host, television talk show host. And he gave a speech over the weekend where he talked about the power of truth. And what was amazing, and, and he admitted that he wasn't, uh, you know, really deep, a deep student of the Bible, and that his, his Christian background uh, was rather shallow because he was raised in an Episcopalian uh, household, which is like being raised in an empty chamber, a hollow chamber. There's nothing there. They, they threw the gospel and the Bible out the back door in the window, you know, a hundred years ago. But he knew enough of the truth. And what he said was that when you speak the truth, it releases a spiritual power from, I'm not quoting him precisely, but it said, whenever you speak the truth, he said, it releases a spiritual power from heaven, and you can feel it. And I felt like he had been reading my book, Power From One Eye. Because that's what I talk about in Power from One Eye. The essential understanding that it's not just an authentic biblical revival, is not just a mystical experience where you jump up and down and experience all kinds of emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. But there has to be a foundation of rational, logical, and theological truth. And when you speak the truth, it releases, this is what he said, it releases the supernatural power of God. Now, he's not a theologian, he's not a minister or a preacher. But he gets it, and there are millions and millions of people in America who get it. They, they understand what you understand and what I understand. They, they have enough of the light of the Lord in them that they can see through the murky darkness, and they can see what's really happening in this nation, and they reject the, the lies uh, of being talked down to and being told by elite, global elitists who are plotting to submerge our once free nation into a communist Marxist living hell. He gets it, and so do millions and millions of Americans. And it all comes down to the willingness of each one of us as individuals to stand for and to speak the truth. And when we do that, he said, Tucker Carlson, you need to see, hear his speech. When Tucker Carlson said those words, he said, Speaking of truth, you can feel the power. So he said, there's something supernatural about it. Again, most Christians that I meet, even pastors, they don't get what he said. When you speak the truth, it releases the supernatural power of God. Now, that's not an exact quote, but that's pretty close to what he said, word for word. So we'll be back in a moment to uncover what that means. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. I have the book of Revelation. I'm holding it and I'm reading it. I'm not announcing that to you like, you know, some ceremonial thing. I'm trying to tell you how, how super spiritual I am, super holy, because I'm holding the book of Revelation. That wasn't, that wasn't the point of what I just said. So I apologize if it came off that way. But I want to read you something. Because what was interesting about Tucker Carlson was, you know, he doesn't claim to be an evangelical Christian, a Bible-believing Christian, or anything like that. He has a better-than-average understanding of the Scripture, but, but by no means a deep understanding. But what he does understand is profound, especially when he talked about the importance of speaking truth, and he lost his, his job. 
And it's very interesting that, you know, when you look at the world system, it's a pyramidical system. The pyramidical system is Mystery Babylon. Ancient, I talk about this in the book, uh, The Babylon Code, that I wrote with Troy Anderson. I talk about it in my book, Power from on High, and The Greatest Battle, and, and other books. The, when you pull a dollar bill out of your wallet, if you still have one, there's a pyramid structure on the back of your dollar bill. And anyone who has eyes to see and is not blind, when you pick up a dollar bill and look at the front of the dollar bill and the back of the dollar bill, it is jam-packed with occultic, Luciferian symbols and meanings. You understand? So it's amazing to me that you have a huge percentage of the church, even at this very moment when all hell is breaking loose, and we are in that, that zone, uh, that, that insist on referring to what I'm talking to you about, which is true, by the way. It's truth. But they, they, they want to marginalize it, so they call it a conspiracy theory. And they, then they try to demonize people who, uh, who make reference to what is really real. So the reason there's a pyramid on the back of the U.S. dollar is because ancient Babylon, at the time of the Tower of Babel, the Tower of Babel, in, in terms of architecture, and I explain that in, in my books at paulmcguire.us, in terms of architectural structure, the, the pyramid-shaped uh, Tower of Babel is called a ziggurat. A ziggurat refers to pyramidical-type, usually large buildings. So the Tower of Babel was a pyramid structure. Mystery Babylon was birthed in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. Um, and that pyramidical structure was built by Nimrod, who was a type of the Antichrist. Ancient Babylon was the world's first one-world government, one-world religion, one-world economic system. That occultic, religious, satanic system has, has ruled the world in the, from the invisible realm um, ever since the fall of man, where Adam and Eve lost their supernatural authority and their supernatural rulership over the Garden of Eden and planet Earth. They ruled planet Earth as kings and queens, anointed by God, but they lost all of their authority and power and rulership when they uh, rejected the Word of God and ate from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden as Satan or Lucifer living inside a serpent or a reptilian being uh, seduced them spiritually to, to, to do. Okay. So that's why when you look at ancient Egypt, and I call ancient Egypt and, and other ancient occultic empires, I refer to them as the Pharaoh God King system, where the, the people worship the, the kings and the queens or the pharaohs or whoever is in charge, the emperor, the empress, or whatever. Okay? So the reason ancient Egypt, they built those giant pyramids, is because they, they adopted the mystery Babylon religion that was birthed in ancient Babylon with the pyramidical-shaped building known as the Tower of Babel. That's why ancient Egypt, under the pharaohs, built these giant pyramids everywhere, and what I call the Pharaoh God King system. That is also why modern corporations or, or uh, 
expand uh, organized uh, societal structures or governmental structures organizationally the flowchart the organizational flowchart is used throughout the world and in America and it's a pyramidical shaped uh, flow of top down power now now listen to what the lord is trying to teach us in his word whenever you set up a system and you can say well no that's not true we're using that we're using the organizational flowchart for the purpose of efficiency and management well that may be true but the the system of efficiency and management that you've chosen to use is a pyramidical organizational flowchart so Essentially, you have adopted, whether you realize it or not, in your business model or your governmental model or whatever organizational flowchart you're referring to, it's based on the teachings and the demonic spirits of Mystery Babylon, which is a bureaucracy of top-down management, where you usually have the emperor, the the empress, the, the king, the queen, the pharaoh or whoever the ruler is at the very top, and then, you know, you have the, the, the generals or whatever, and then you go all the way down the pyramidical flowchart, and you have the ditch diggers. And, and in terms of the reality of history, when you go back to ancient Egypt, you see that the people at the very bottom of the Egyptian pyramidical flowchart in the Pharaoh God King system, the ditch diggers, the people who slaved in the hot Egyptian sun and made bricks out of a little bit of water and straw, they were, they were the lowlife, they were the slaves who worked at the very bottom of the pyramidical Luciferian power structure. And the reason that they were at the bottom of the pyramidical uh, power structure as slaves making bricks for Pharaoh so he could build more pyramids and more temples to, to Ra and the other gods they worshipped, like the golden calf, or a golden bull, like you know the Wall Street bull. If you've ever walked by it, it's it's. I think it's made out of bronze, but it's it's a bull, you know, representing. And it's in Wall Street. And it's in front of these skyscrapers in the heart of the Wall Street financial district, and this giant uh, uh, sculpture of a bull refers to a bull market, an aggressive financial market. But that bull is a symbol of Baal. And Baal is uh, an idol that the Canaanites, the Jebusites, etc., etc., in ancient Canaan, they worship Baal. And in order to worship Baal, today and way back thousands of years ago, Baal would, you, you would sell your soul. You see, it's always about selling your soul. So the, when the children of Israel backslid, even after they escaped from Egypt, they backslid. And one of the first things they did after they were delivered and God supernaturally split the Red Sea as Pharaoh and his chariots were chasing them, one of the first things God did is he delivered them from Pharaoh and split the Red Sea. But as Moses was receiving the commandments of God, the, the, ch- the children of Israel were having uh, a full-on, wild, idolatrous, sexual orgy you know, on steroids, where they were doing all kinds of wicked things, and they had 
melted all the gold that they stole, not stole, that they recovered from uh, Egypt, and they constructed a golden calf or a golden bull. And that golden bull that, that the God's children were, were worshiping was Baal. And what Baal requires, they weren't, they weren't just having an orgy to have an orgy and, and the other stuff. There's, there's, there's a transaction. There's a transaction involved. The transaction is that you sell your soul. So if you openly and defiantly break God's laws by having an orgy and you know, doing all kinds of forbidden things and worshiping idols and worshiping Baal, that Baal promises, you know, to give you a good harvest of food, victory against your enemies. God, Baal, excuse me, the false god, Baal, promises if you sell your soul to him, collectively or individually, Baal, the false god, who's a type of Satan, promises to bless you. Of course, it's a lie. And ultimately, what Baal requires, if you really want to get the supernatural power of Satan released in your life, this is important that we understand this, and not and not, you know, look for wiggle room and avoid the truth here, that God wants us to know this truth, because we are engaged right now in America in a life and death struggle against principalities and powers and the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. That is the root of all the chaos beneath the communist doctrines and the Marxist doctrines and and money and the power struggles and the globalist elite, beneath all of that, there's an even greater struggle in, in this multidimensional war. And in this multidimensional war, there's a spiritual war going on between God and Satan, the fallen angels versus God's angels, those that worship Satan and Baal, and those that worship the biblical God. That's at the heart of it. So if you want power from Satan, it always comes down to the same thing. You have to uh, break the laws of God, uh, worship idols, and Baal specifically demands that you sacrifice your little children, that you burn them alive as a child sacrifice to Baal. And the way that was done was that uh, Baal was, you know, made out of metal, and it was a bull or a calf or something like that. Well, no, that's exactly what it was. But they would heat up. And it would have open, outstretched hands, open palms, okay? And it, the, the, the priests of Baal would superheat up the metallic statue of Baal. And then the, the hands would glow white because it was red-hot heat. And when red-hot heat metal burns, it, it glows. And then they would, the, 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 the people who formerly were the worshipers of the, of the biblical God, Yahweh, the God of the Bible, they would burn their children alive in the hands of Baal, whose hands were heated with red-hot fire, and they would sacrifice and murder their children in child sacrifice as a means of selling their soul to Baal and getting supernatural power, supernatural blessing, money, food, military victory, whatever they needed. Okay, that was the transaction. Now, I was in Manhattan shortly after the elite in Manhattan, the elite in Europe, they, they divided up large uh, uh, parcels of, of the actual temple of Baal and brought it into London and America and, and another nation. But, but they brought it to Manhattan 
and I was looking for it when I was doing research there, and uh, I discovered that the, the, this large actual segment of the Temple of Baal, the actual real Temple of Baal, where all these child sacrifices uh, and ritual murders were occurring, blood sacrifices, I discovered it wasn't where I thought it was, it wasn't where I was told it was. It was strategically placed by the elite on the very grounds of the mayor's estate and the mayor's offices, like a park area. The, the, the act, an actual statue of a temple of Baal, where over thousands of years, you know, hundreds of thousands of babies were burned alive in child sacrifice. So what you see is the eruption of truth about how our society is really constructed, how power flows, how power ebbs. You see it when you see glimmers of the truth that reveals the nature of power, acquisition, conquest, uh, uh, things of that nature. And you have to ask yourself, why would the European elite, the globalist elite, you know, Manhattan is just, it's, it's, it's an enclave for billionaires and trillionaires and the wealthiest and most powerful people in the world. And so you have the, the Bale statue on Wall Street, and now you have an actual, you have a huge part of the actual temple of Baal placed and preserved out in the open uh, on the mayor's land in, in Manhattan. Now, when I was doing research for my book, uh, Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, in my other books, um, I went to San Francisco. And I was hiking through the woods in the mountains, and I was looking uh, to get access to the Bohemian Grove. Now, I deliberately stopped at a particular point in the forest, and the Bohemian Grove was, I don't know how many yards ahead of me. But I didn't want to cross over uh, and get any closer to, let's call it, the heart of the Bohemian Grove. Why? Because I want to live. The most powerful people in the world regularly meet there. And I've seen a picture, you've probably seen it too, of presidents, uh, prime ministers, very famous people. People that, if I told you their names, you'd be shocked. And you see the statue of a gigantic owl. Uh, that owl also represents uh, the false god Baal. And they claim that the, the elite claim that they only perform simulated or artificial child sacrifices by heating up the hands of the owl and burning effigies. In other words, they're burning, I guess, dolls or something, baby dolls, male and female dolls. But the question you have to ask yourself regarding this Bohemian Grove satanic ceremony, and the actual ceremony uh, is called the cremation of care. So the question you have to ask yourself is, why, when you get to the top of the pyramidical power structures in America, financially, with the media, with presidents, prime ministers, religious leaders, or whatever, why is it that at the very top of the pyramidical power structure, it involves the selling of your soul, the worship of Baal, and 
They, they claim, and I'm not accusing them of anything, I want to get that clear for legal reasons. They claim they're only going through a mock or make-believe ceremony. But who, who in their right mind would take pleasure at all in a mock ceremony of child sacrifice? But what it reveals is that the elite, no matter what they try to pound in your children's head and your head, through the media, through education, through science and technology, et cetera, et cetera, through, through uh, uh, the people behind the global reset, they pretend. They're great pretenders. These great pretenders pretend to uh, be atheists and secular humanists and only believe in science. But in truth and reality, they sell their souls to the satanic gods, and they worship the satanic gods. And that wor- the central feature in the, in the worship of the satanic gods is child sacrifice. And so they are, the way they acquire, remember, this globalist elite only represents 1% of the population of planet Earth, 1% 1 of the population, and they control 99% of the world's population's wealth. The way it is divided mathematically is that the globalist elite, occultic elite, Luciferian elite, they are only 1% of the population of planet Earth. The rest of the population of planet Earth, you and me and the middle class and the working class, we represent 99% of the population of Earth. And yet, even though we represent 99% of the population of planet Earth, we only possess or have access to a mere puny 1% of the world's wealth. Now, if you analyze that and, and like throw off your dumbed-down brain, and your dumbed-down analytical abilities, and your dumbed-down perception, if you had half a brain, and you analyzed those facts, which I have in my books, like uh, Power From One High, I give the names of the companies and the families, the, blood, the Illuminati bloodline families, and so on and so forth. If you analyze that, even if you only had half a brain, it would be blatantly obvious that no matter what they teach and they pretend to be publicly, in their secret reality, they're Luciferians, and they understand that the universe and the reality that we live in is essentially a supernatural reality in which there is a real Satan and a real God. They understand that. And they understand that if you want to acquire godlike wealth and power, you have to sacrifice and be involved in satanic worship, satanic sacrifice, and then you through that kind of blood sacrifice, you can summon the dark supernatural powers that behind the scenes, behind the shadows, secretly control America and the rest of the world. And all the chaos, all the, the, the horrible stuff that's happening, the bloodlust, the sexual lust, in my book, Power From On High, I give you from the scriptures a detailed biblical analysis of the, the mechanism that uh, uh, Mystery Babylon in the book of Revelation represents. I give you a detailed biblical account of what Babylon in the book of Revelation represents and how the power released from Babylon to the elite is a power that consists of pharmaceutical drugs, drug company power, and I give you the flowcharts, uh, sexual immorality power, like in human sex trafficking and child human sex trafficking, uh, and uh, 
human sacrifice, etc., how all of these dark satanic forces are intertwined. And they're not just performed uh, for, for no reason. They're an actual supernatural Luciferian mechanism for accessing vast amounts of wealth and vast amounts of supernatural power. Now, ordinary people like you and I cannot defeat supernatural forces of this magnitude by simply relying on our own finite human wisdom and finite human strength. If we attempt to fight the great spiritual battle of the last days, which I talk about in my book, Power from on High and the Greatest Battle, or the spiritual battle in your life, if you attempt to fight this battle on your puny human strength, you are going to be obliterated. You're going to go down. You're going to be spiritually massacred, and you will be enslaved and oppressed, just like the children of Israel were every time they turned their backs on God. And this is what it comes down to. The only way that we can be victorious, and that's what God wants for us, to be victorious, to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus in the last days, the only way we can win the battle, the only way we can overcome Goliath like David did, the only way we can uh, purge the land of, of the giants like Joshua and Caleb did, the only way we can be victorious and bring in a biblical revival and a biblical last day soul harvest and occupy the land until Christ comes. The only way we can tap into the supernatural power that's required to do that is we have to humble ourselves before God and admit to ourselves and admit in repentance before God that we have been proud because we've said in our hearts we don't need God, we can do it all by ourselves, which is a lie. And the consequence of that lie is we're being destroyed. Every hand right now in America, we're under assault. We have the possibility. I didn't say it's 100% guarantee, but it's a possibility. We have the possibility of a global weapons of mass destruction war. Jesus Christ warned about this in the signs of the times. That could be an EMP attack. It could be a nuclear war. It could be a biological war. It could be a chemical war on a global level. We have immorality moving at hyperspeed. We have uh, human slavery human sacrifice. We have nations like America. If, America if, if, if the supernatural body of Christ, which has been assigned the responsibility by God to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and to, to have their minds renewed with the Word of God and to access the mind of Christ by faith, if the supernatural body of Christ runs for their lives by yielding to a spirit of fear rather than running into the arms of a loving God for his deliverance and healing power at this moment in your life and at this time in history. This is the pivotal moment. Right now, as I'm talking to you, this is the pivotal moment. There is no other moment. I say that every time I I come before the microphone. I've been saying it for decade after decade after decade. I won't tell you how old I am. You can find it anywhere. But I've been around for a while, and I've been I've been saying the same thing. And it's not that I don't have other things to say. It's this is the message that God has given me to say. It's a message of warning so that God's people might repent, and that includes me too, and seek the Lord and call upon him for his supernatural deliverance and power. Because it is only by God's supernatural deliverance and power that there's even a shred of hope for us. You cannot walk—I remember debating 
No, I don't want to talk about a Fox News Network debate I was on, but I don't, I don't want to do that's a divergent thing. When you look at history and you see the satanic power that erupted in Nazi Germany with the Nazis, that was not a, merely a human organizational flowchart. That was the releasing and accessing of high level principalities and powers and demonic forces. Hitler was demon-possessed with high-level demons. The highest-ranking Nazi generals and Nazi mind-control scientists and, and you know, biological warfare scientists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Nazis were practicing Satanists. And the real reason, and it's always covered up, because they don't want, the elite do not want the masses to know the real nature of power, the ebb and flow of power. They, the elite don't want you to know that because the elite have a vested interest in making sure that you're picking cotton. See, it's not just African Americans that have been enslaved. The entire human race is enslaved by Lucifer. And God's people, whether Jew or Gentile, Christian or whatever, Satan's target is to enslave God's people where God created his people to rule and reign with him uh, for all eternity. Two different outcomes, two different endgames. So, the only, you, you look at what happened with the communist Russian revolution financed by the Illuminati and the international uh, bloodline families. You look at communist Chinese revolution. These communist revolutions, they shot, starved to death. Murdered, slaughtered, hundred. They lie about the, the numerical body count. They slaughtered these communist revolutions without exception. Slaughtered hundreds of millions of innocent people of their own people. And you think they won't do that again? Look, if you're so delusional that you think they won't do it again right here in America, then you don't know history. They have to do it again because the way they ultimately get power. You you've got to allow the Holy Spirit of God the Word of God, to set your mind free so that you can know the truth and, and move into a higher level of perception based on biblical truth. You have to understand the reason and motivation they have for doing these weird things, and, oh, and they always deny it and cover it up. They, they, they are going to repeat the horrors that I just mentioned to you. They're going to repeat it because they have to repeat it, because that's how they acquire their supernatural power, their supernatural wealth, their supernatural wisdom. That's how they keep that, that power line from hell uh, into their you know, organizational headquarters, through human sacrifice, through occult rituals, through Satanism, through, through a whole spectrum. The Bible reveals that. That's what the whole thing with the Canaanites is about. That's what the, the 200 fallen angels that descended upon uh, Mount Hermon and gave technology to, to men and women. That was that what it's all about. And we see the, that repetition of that right now in our world. Okay, so, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You need to get my books, and you need to get up to speed for the sake of your family, for the sake of yourself, for the sake of the nation, for the sake of your children, your grandchildren, or however long the Lord may tarry. You need to get up to speed. And what did Jesus say to his disciples? What was the mandate that he told his disciples before he ascended into heaven? He told them to go to Jerusalem 
and tarry in Jerusalem and seek the Lord until God the Father would clothe them with power from on high, the incredible, infinite, supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. The only way you can win the spiritual battle against satanic Luciferian forces is to be filled with the supernatural power, the supernatural wisdom of Almighty God. You must receive power from on high. That's not synonymous with with acting like a lunatic and barking like a dog. The evidence for, for walking with power from on high should be a purity and power and biblical sound doctrine and uh, an external transformation of the evil world where principalities and power, powers and strongholds are being shattered by the invasion of God's presence into the culture, into the family, into the media, into the virtual world or any world, imaginary or real, that, that man in its drunken seduction may, may choose to undertake. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I need to tell you this in just a second. This is Paul McGuire. There has never, the human race has never been in a period of time like this. America has never been in a period of time like this. This is the time period that the ancient biblical prophets warned and spoke of. The things that we see all around us represent the signs of the times that Jesus Christ warned us of. And that which is to come is written down in the book of Revelation in in graphic detail. And the purpose is not to terrify you and scare you. The purpose is to produce a sobriety in you, to produce repentance in you and me. And most of all, the purpose is that God is reaching out from heaven right now. Right at this moment, God is reaching out from heaven, and he's reaching down into the earth, and his name is Jesus, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he is starting to rise from his throne. And the purpose of Jesus Christ rising from his throne is that when he rises from his throne, he's going to ride a white horse along with the armies of heaven and descend to the battle of Armageddon that will be waged on planet Earth in the valley of Megiddo in Israel. And Jesus will be triumphant, and all the children of God, the true God, the biblical God, will be triumphant. And Jesus will rule and reign planet Earth for a literal 1,000-year millennial reign. And Lucifer and all those who chose to follow Lucifer or Satan will be thrown into the lake of fire. Now, we are on the precipice of many of these things happening. But one of the greatest dangers I see, and I warn about it in my book, Power from on High and the Greatest Battle, is that there are some people who seem to to treat Bible prophecy as if it was a ticket to a Disneyland ride, as if Bible prophecy was some kind of entertainment theme park where you get scared and you're on a roller coaster of thrills. And they, they transform the, the literal nature of God's prophetic word into like a, a playtime virtual fantasy world. And so they, when you do that, you, you, you have modified the word of God. You've muted its power because you have, it's like having a dull knife. God didn't give us the sword of truth, which is the word of God. The sword of truth is not supposed to be a dull sword. It's supposed to be razor sharp and cut both ways. God gave us the full armor of God, 
and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the sword of truth, so that we might be victorious and overcome the forces of hell and Satan and the demonic. Because this battle is not a battle against flesh and blood. It's a battle against principalities and powers and the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. But we need to be agents of revival. We need to be conductors of authentic biblical revival and authentic infilling of the Holy Spirit of God and a biblically-based revival and a biblically-based walk, supernatural walk with Jesus Christ. That, that's what we're contending for. That's what this ministry, Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church, is about. We're contending for that territory. And the demonic realm wants to do everything it can to prevent that from happening, because the demonic realm recognizes that if God's people truly awaken in terms of an authentic, biblical, third-grade awakening, America will then be able to fulfill its destiny before a holy God. And I've revised my mathematical calculation, by the way. I have been saying that all it takes is 4% of the population to experience revival, and you will see the, 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 the turning of the tide of the spiritual battle if there's a, a, a genuine awakening among just 4% of the people. I now realize through further prayer, seeking the Lord, further research and study, is that all it takes—please listen carefully to this—all it takes is for 1% of the population of America, to 1% of the population of America, 1% of the Christian church in America, if just 1% of the population of America experiences an authentic biblical revival, just 1%, then we can turn the tide of the spiritual battle and millions and millions of people will be saved, and we can alter the outcome on a temporal basis of human history. I'm not saying we're playing God. No, we're not going to override the sovereign will of God. But all we need is a red-hot 1% that are burning with the fires and purity of the Holy Spirit and are walking in the Word of God, just 1%. And so this ministry, and my goal with your help, is to contend and to reach and to seed and to believe God for that revival, a biblical revival, among just 1%. Just 1%. And if we can do that, we can affect massive changes for the kingdom of God. But I need your help. So I'm asking you to pray for me, pray for this ministry, because this is a spiritual war. And I'm asking you to seek the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, how much would you have me donate to Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church? How much would you have me give in terms of a financial gift or contribution? And then ask the Lord how you can pray, and then be obedient to pray. And then be obedient to spread this message. Because you see, by partnering with this ministry, you're partnering with our call to reach at least 1% of the population and bring revival to just 1%. If we can ignite 1% of the population into a biblical revival, we can change. America, and America can be affected by God. But the battle is largely in the area of the human mind, belief versus unbelief. So I'm asking you to join with me. I'm asking you to go to the Lord in prayer. You know, even if it's, and Tucker Carlson said this for crying out loud, and he doesn't claim to be a Christian minister. He was urging people to pray 10 minutes a day. And he's right. If Christians would pray five minutes a day, we could transform our nation. I need your help in these areas. And I'm asking you right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, that if God 
that you are experiencing that that sense that God is talking to you. If you're experiencing, I'm using a metaphor that like being tapped on the shoulder, you get you have this sense that the Lord is moving in your life and asking you to respond to my appeal, then I simply ask you, as your brother in Christ, in the name of Jesus, I simply ask you to do whatever the Lord Jesus Christ has placed on your heart. And then by faith, by faith, you you go to the website, paulmcguire.us. You can donate electronically. You can do it through the mail and pray for us and take those steps of faith and obedience. And I promise you, if you will develop and cultivate an obedient lifestyle, you will see revival spread and move through your life. You become a conductor of the power of God. You become a partner with us in what is really a supernatural call for the last days. So, you know who you are if God's speaking to you. And if God is calling you to to surrender your life to him in a fresh manner, then obey the Lord. You don't have to make a big theatrical production about it. It's it's private between you and the Lord. And if you've committed any sins, then ask God to forgive you. And if you're sincere, he will forgive you and cleanse you with his blood. Sometimes there's spiritual battle involved. But ultimately, if you continue to wage warfare, God will deliver you. God will empower you. So I want to thank you ahead of time for your obedience. I want to thank you for standing in the gap for America. God has a plan for America. God has a plan for you and me. And it's not to to allow America to be turned into a communist Chinese prison camp, for crying out loud. Because that is the fate that awaits us if we continue down the path of rebellion from God. And God didn't create us for that kind of fate. That's, That's the devil's plan for us. We don't want the devil's plan for us. We want God's plan for us. So go to paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, and partner with us. If we come together as one, you and I can change the destiny of America with God's grace and help, and we can change the direction of the spiritual battle worldwide. But we need to come together. That's what happened in the upper room. They came together as one, okay? And then God poured out his Holy Spirit upon them. And they, they rocked these ordinary disciples. They were, you know, fishermen and stuff. They rocked the world with the power of the gospel. You and I can rock the world with the power of the gospel. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. <laughs>